everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. So last week, we started a new series of discussion on the topic of fear. Um, And we really kind of unpacked the definition of fear. We talked about how there's healthy fear, there's unhealthy fear, what the difference between the two are, what they look like in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, As we always encourage you in these series, it's so good to be able to go back from the beginning to Mm -hmm. listen to all of them. So if you're just now tuning in with us, we encourage you to go back to last week's podcast and kind of get that baseline information on what we're talking about, because we're going to jump into kind of a whole new conversation today. Mm -hmm. We're excited about it. Yeah, well, last week we spent some time really talking through the importance of getting to the root as well. And so today we want to talk through really what's the purpose of overcoming, which may sound funny, but really landing in the fact that like not only is fear legitimate and probably something every single person who's ever taken a breath has dealt with or is dealing Mm -hmm. with, but why do we need to overcome it? And I spent some time chatting through and just sharing about a client that I just thought was such a good example of what we're talking about. This person came to me struggling with some suicidal ideations and some different things that were really, really hard. And as we prayed and talked it through, we got to the root that there was actually fear of failure that was creating all this anxiety and worry and fear and open doors to some of these thoughts that this person was not intentionally thinking. It was mm-hmm. just more spiritual warfare and things that the, the enemy was kicking up. But what I also found really interesting is that as we talk this through more and more, there was all of these things that were starting to be stolen through these suicidal ideations, but also even more so through the anxiety and the fear, the very things that this person was so gifted at and love, like people, this person really struggled with social interactions, didn't want to talk to teachers about projects, all sorts of stuff started to get to the point where they didn't want to sleep in their room at night by themselves. All these things that just started to really encroach into their day in and day out life that came in looking a certain way. But as we really started to get down to the root of the matter, it was really actually an issue of fear Mm -hmm. and how that fear was really exhibiting itself through anxiety is really how it was playing out. But as she started to really work through truth and get to the root of it, the freedom that has come has been just amazing. Where she is staying overnight with friends now and go into different events and things that a year ago she would have been like, I can't I can't even begin to imagine doing that because my life is so focused on fear and I'm in such a place of bondage to it. Mm. But now that she's doing well, it's just amazing to see all these things coming back to life in her life. Yeah. So that is just a I think a great example to kick off with where we can think it looks a certain 
certain way or it's playing out a certain way. But when we really get to the root of the matter, we begin to see, wow, this is really what's at the root. But this is all the different ways that this is impacting my life. And I think for this person, I think for so many of us, we can just get really used to the way that our life is impacted. We can just get sort of used to like the fact that there's so much being stolen from me, but because it's my norm and because it's the way I've always lived, I can kind of settle there. And it's just so not even close to God's goodness or his best for us. Yeah. So that's a big reason we need to begin begin overcoming this Mm -hmm. stuff. Absolutely. Well, and I'm thinking about something that I heard when I was, I don't know, I was in college at some point, or it might have been right before college, and it was actually from Beth Moore's study, Breaking Free, and yeah. I remember she made this statement where she said, I never realized I was in bondage until I started breaking free. Right. And it's that same idea, yeah. and I was like, I just remember it really piqued my interest, because I'm like, I'm not in bondage, I don't have any bondage in my life, <laughs> I'm fine. But then when she said that, I thought, hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if this is just like I've gotten used to the way life is and right. there maybe is an area of bondage that I just have I'm completely unaware of. Um, and so I, I think there's a lot of truth to that when it comes mm-hmm. to fear because sometimes some of these fears have been rooted in our lives for so long, even yep. maybe since childhood. Mm-hmm that we've just gotten used to this is how life is and I shared some last week I know for me when fear gets a root in my life it turns into like I have zero peace yeah. I have no joy it has stolen those things and if I've been experiencing that my whole life I may not even realize until I break free of it mm-hmm. like oh my goodness how free I feel yes. and how joyful I feel and how much peace has filled my life because that's gone now mm-hmm. and so I mean for everybody it is going to manifest itself in completely different ways. Um, And so, you know, there's ways that it can manifest through anxiety, worry, being intimidated. Um, You might have a fear of people or being in social situations. Um, Man, I know for me, it's manifested itself a lot in just like people pleasing. There's a fear of rejection. And so I want to make everybody happy and I want to be sure that everybody's happy with me. Or a fear of failure can manifest itself as perfectionism. Mm Mm-hmm. I've talked about that before. How I just thought perfectionism was the way totally. I was created. Mm-hmm. Like I was just created to do everything with excellence. Like this isn't a problem until I realized like, oh my goodness, there is such a fear of failure mm-hmm. under this. Um, and so, man, sometimes again, things that you could even look at in your life and be like, well, this is just how God made me. Right. What if there is a reality that underneath some of that there is some brokenness and some hurt and some fear underneath it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, I mean, there's the physical side of things and it can, it can again, look very different from person to person. But man, I mean, you can talk about high stress, um, digestive issues, mm-hmm. a lowered immune system, headaches, all of those kinds of things can come out of living in a place of fear. So it can really affect so many areas of our lives. It's huge. And that those are just some of the reasons why it's so important that we really focus in on overcoming. But I love the fact that you made that point, Mal, because I think so often we don't even have a grid for health. We don't even have a grid for overcoming and freedom, like you said, until we start to experience it, until we start to go, oh my gosh, I don't have a stomach ache 24 mm-hmm. seven. Oh my gosh, I'm not dealing with all these headaches, even just on the physical aspect of things, let alone just, I have peace in my mind. I can start to actually envision a future without feeling like I'm constantly afraid of things. Mm-hmm. Like it's just amazing how we can tend to just settle in and deal with and get by until we start to catch a vision for, wow, this is where the Lord actually could have me and how often the enemy loves to just put a cap on us and cause us to believe that this is the best as it's going to get. So you might as well just settle in and deal with it. And it's just so not who God 
has called us to be. And it's not his heart for the best parts of us to be stolen through fear or any other area. Um, And so it really is a place of identifying where the fears come in and what we need to do with it. Um, But also understanding that there are those other areas of bondage, such as addiction or abuse, um, that can be more acute at times. And I think what can happen is that those things can kind of push for attention Mm -hmm. because of the consequences that they bring up in our lives. But fear is kind of one of those things that can kind of hang out under the radar. Not just in our lives, but I would even submit that there's even that generational piece. Mm -hmm. You talk about dealing with fear in your own life and how you can kind of get settled in and almost comfortable with it. But when you start looking at it, fear passing down through the generations, when you look back, you're like, well, my mom was fearful and my grandmother was fearful and my great grandmother was fearful. Talk about not having a grid for overcoming because it has literally been the way that your family line has lived life for generations. So to be the one that begins to give the Lord space and voice to begin to go, hey, there may actually be another way of living. Talk about amazing breakthrough and shifting for not just your generation, but for the generations to come mm-hmm. where you're able to shift out of something that has literally become the familial yeah. way of doing things. I mean, I think about just how many generational things that we can struggle with that are, I mean, it's just, this is the way things are and they're right. just accepted as the way things are. And I mean, there are things that, you know, when you grow up and, and you're looking at your parents or you're mm-hmm. looking at the people who care for you, it's like, but they don't, I mean, they're adults. And as a kid, you're like, well, they don't have problems or they don't struggle with things or or the way that they are towards you, you just assume that's normal. I can't imagine how many of the girls have come through our program Mm -hmm. who were abused by their parents and they were like, I just thought that was normal. It's the bar. And it's crazy to someone who hasn't experienced that. Like, how could you think that was normal? But when you're a child and Mm -hmm. you're just looking, you're like, oh, I guess this is what life is. This is how I'm supposed, this is how it's supposed to work. Um, And so how much more so in these areas that can just, like you said, kind of fly under the radar. Mm-hmm. You don't even realize that they're there. And so to even be able to recognize, oh, my mom mm-hmm. lived in a place of fear or my dad lived in a place of fear and then her mom and her dad or whatever, like that's a very difficult thing to be able to pinpoint and recognize right. because you've just, you've been experiencing it your whole life and mm-hmm. you don't even realize that that's something. So I do believe, I really believe that the Lord is going to, be the one to come in and to reveal that to you when it's something that you don't even realize has been there. And also I think with that, I think even as like a parent, you know, I think so often we can look at our lives and go, okay, these are the areas of fear for me as an individual. But what does it look like even as a parent to begin to go, okay, where am I parenting out of fear? I know my husband and I have had this conversation Mm. a million times Yeah, because when you come out of just junk, abuse, trauma, whatever, that stuff tends to kind of splash into your own personal life. But even as you move into a place of parenting, so if we flip but even on its head with what you're saying, being willing to go, okay, Lord, I need you to look into even the way that I parent or the way that I'm a friend or the way that I'm a spouse. Like talk about areas of fear of vulnerability, Mm -hmm. fears of opening up, like fear, it can encroach in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. So I think even along those lines of really going, okay, how do I make sure that I'm operating from a place of 
freedom and truth and not an area of bondage to fear, even as I parent, because just like I can pass on courage and respect and all these good things to my kids, I can just as easily pass on fear and not even realize I'm doing it Mm -hmm. because we give away what we carry, right? Mm -hmm. So I only know what I know. But once I know more, I have more to give away. Yeah. But if I'm operating from a place of fear, you better darn well believe that's going to continue to be exacerbated and passed on to the generations to come. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally, as you're sharing that, now, I, I do <laughs> not have children, so I'm going to look to you on this one. But I can totally see how when the day comes that I do, there being some areas that have been areas of fear in my own life that I could then perpetuate onto mm-hmm. them. And this is going to be the most ridiculous example. I'm ready. So everyone just be ready for a laugh. <laughs> But like I saw this play out for me when, okay, I have a dog. His name is Franklin. This is where we're going with this, y'all. He's the best. He's just the sweetest, most wonderful dog ever, which I know everybody says about their dog. But like, I remember we took him to like this place at Christmas because no one wants to keep, I mean, our our dog is humongous. He's like a horse. So it's like, I'm not going to ask anybody that I know to like take in a horse for Christmas. So I found someone who like had a dog sitting thing going on over the holidays and we took Franklin over there and she had like 13 dogs in her house like heaven help her like she loves doing this though this was like great for her so I took him in and as we left I literally said to my husband like what if what if he ends up being alone and nobody wants to play with him and I like genuinely had a concern for my dog that he would be rejected that's one of my biggest fears yeah and something that I continue to work through with the Lord is the fear of rejection. And that goes back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that I feared for my dog? Not his safety. Feared <laughs> that he would get rejected. You know, and so I just think, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Right. How much more so with my own flesh and blood children one day could I be like literally whatever fears I've had in my own life, fear mm-hmm. the exact same for them, if not maybe 10 times more, and then somehow perpetuate that onto them, right. keep them out of situations where they could be rejected. You know what I mean? Oh my word, how that could play out mm-hmm. in family. So... That resonates with me, even though I don't even have to. Totally. Like, I could see how that could happen. And I'm over here just shaking my uh-huh. head violently because we all have those areas. And mm-hmm. I think, but you nailed it in the sense that, Mel, you're aware of it. Yeah. So when babies come along, you're going to be able to go, this is something I have to keep on the radar. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like you said, not get into a position where I'm trying to cause them to be positioned where they never have to face rejection. Because the reality mm-hmm. is what we end up doing is not equipping our kids to deal mm-hmm. with stuff mm-hmm. that life is going to bring because we're fearful of it. Isn't yeah. that silly? Yeah. But I think I the one thought that comes to mind even with my daughter is I think about there was a season where she, she's not a fearful kid by any means, but she was seeing and experiencing things at night, whether it was bad dreams or feeling like there were things in her room. And we just spent some time praying and really realizing that the Lord, she's one that gets God dreams. She's one that the Lord speaks to in that way. And it was really interesting for her to begin to identify like, wow, in this area of fear, the enemy's actually trying to bring in scary dreams or just the sensing that things are off to shut down the God dreams that the Lord's trying to give to me. Mm. And so even in that way of talking her through of going, okay, well, what's God saying to you about this and how can we be begin to position you to take authority. We're going to pray through your room. We're going to do all of those things, but it's been neat to see her step into a place of authority and go in, you know what, this is something God has for me. And I know the enemy's defeated. And even at, you know, 11 or 12, I can step into this and say no, but it would have been easy for me as a parent to either do it for her or just to try and avoid or talk it away instead of going, okay, Lord, what's really going on here? And then positioning her. And she hasn't had another bad dream Hmm. in years because it's something that she worked through. You know, what I'm saying? So even as a parent, it was really 
there's something to be said about giving the Lord space to speak to us as individuals, but also in all those other areas of going, Lord, even more so as you've entrusted these children to me, help me make sure that I'm parenting them well and that I'm on the lookout for the fear and the anxiety and the worry and all the things that we operate from that so easily pass to them. Yeah. So the other thing I think that comes to mind is that when fear is something that hangs around long enough, it really does start to open us up to other areas as well. It just doesn't stay fear. It typically kind of morphs into other things Mm -hmm. like we've talked about whether that's worries whether that's concerns different thoughts can begin to come to mind dreams as I mentioned um and what it does is it becomes more and more complex and there becomes more and more fingers to it. And suddenly you get into a position where there's all of these different things where you find yourself, the, the words I always use is like, I'm suddenly on the crazy train. Mm-hmm. It started out as one thing and now suddenly I feel like it's totally inundated my life with all of these other things, all of these emotional issues, even just down to the place of even depression coming in. Mm-hmm. Areas that almost seem counter to the fear itself where now it's not just I am a fearful person but now I'm so inundated with all these things that now I can't even connect with my emotions because it feels too hard. There's all of this other stuff that's come in. And so the enemy loves to not just bring one thing, but to begin to create so many fingers to it that we're so overwhelmed and there's such an exacerbation to it that we just begin to shut down. And all good is pushed out because of that fear that's the initial root. Yeah. Well, at this point in the discussion... (laughs) We always want to. We always want to close these shows out with some very practical steps for you guys. Um, if there's part of me that doesn't want to say, if any of this has connected with you, right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably connected with a lot of people. It's connected mm-hmm. with me. Yep. Um, even if it hasn't connected with you, I would encourage you just to spend some time with the Lord and right. ask Him because, as we said earlier. This stuff can be so under the radar or so deeply entrenched, even Mm -hmm. in your family, that you don't even realize it's at work. So you may not think that this resonates with you, but it's always worth just asking the Lord. so true. Like, is there new levels of freedom that I can be walking in? Because the answer is yes to everyone. And I would even add, too, if there is a pattern in your life that you're seeing, like, for instance, I think of even in my marriage. Like if there's an argument or a thing that kicks up over and over again, if you see a pattern in your life that's not healthy or doesn't feel like it's where it needs to be in a place of health or wholeness, I would challenge that sometimes there's a fear there. Mm -hmm. Is it fear of, like I mentioned, vulnerability? Is it a fear of different things? I think so often we don't even realize like there is this yucky pattern in my life that keeps playing out. And I bet you somewhere underneath Mm -hmm. there, there's a fear of something. Mm -hmm. So really being willing to go, God, this is something I see in my life. What's really going on there? Yeah. Like I said last week, probably is. Yep. <laughs> probably. Like, I'm mean, just going to help you out here. Speaking probably. from my own experience, like I can say that almost every time in my life when I've gone back and mm-hmm. looked at something, I'm like, mm, that was a fear. Yep. There was fear underneath that. There was fear underneath that. You know, so it's great to ask the Lord these questions. Um, and these are the same questions that we gave last week, actually. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't listen to last week, please do. Yeah. Just in case, I'll give them to you again. Mm-hmm. They were th- these were the questions that we encourage you to ask the Lord. Um, do I have any fear in my life that is unhealthy? Yeah, and if so, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, and how is that? What has that been looking like in my life? Um, and what is the root of that fear? Where did that even come from? Um, I, I mentioned this last week, but there's just really so much power that comes whenever you can identify where it even came from in the first right. place and realize, like, oh my goodness, I know where that started. I know where that root took place in my life. Um, and it was when this happened. And mm-hmm. then you can process even that with the Lord. So good. Um, 
and let there just be some healing brought to that area. Um, and then the last question is just, what is one truth that you have for me regarding this fear? As we always say, whenever you um, ask the Lord to uproot something in your life, you also ask him to replace it with yeah, something. And so good. when that fear gets uprooted, replace that with a truth um, that he gives to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You know, another additional question that I might add to that is just what are some of the signs of this fear in my life? Um, or what are some of the signs that I will recognize in my life when that fear has been overcome? And what yeah. does it look like on the other side of this fear? I think that's just always a good question to ask because there's times when it can seem so overwhelming. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm going to do to overcome this. But what would life look like on the other side of that? And how that can just propel you forward so yes. quickly to imagine what freedom would look like yes, when from we, that. When we have a vision for where we're going, we're that much more willing to do the hard work. Yeah. If I don't have any clue what's on the other side of this healing process, I don't know that I'm real willing to do the hard work mm-hmm. or to put it in. But when we can begin to go, Lord, what could life look look like not being fearful oh my gosh yes I'm willing Mm. to do whatever it takes because I've caught a vision of what that looks like I think too to add to the other thing is that when you're able to really understand where these things came in if it's a trauma or an experience it also helps you to have a radar for when those types of things come up Mm -hmm. not that you're going through the same trauma or the same experience but there are kind of those echoes and when you experience things that feel like they echo the past you're going to find that you tend to kind of operate in the same way or react in the same way so when you're able to go that's where that came in so anything that resembles that experience I tend to kind of go this way it just helps you that much more as life continues to go on to go mm-hmm. oh I know what I tend to do when this comes mm-hmm. up so I now can put my truth in place mm-hmm. or get into a place of prayer or do the things I know to do so that I yep. don't kind of go down that same old rut yep. you know that same old I path mean, there have literally been moments in my adulthood when I have said like if it's someone that I know well <laughs> with me if not this would be weird but like I feel like the junior high girl in the lunchroom right now. Yes. Like, cause that was like such a place of just like rejection and pain mm-hmm. for me was the junior high lunchroom. It's true. And like, I will sometimes go back into that place and be operating from that place. And so man, yes, when you can recognize that it's so important. And it makes and I want to make sure that I share with the listeners that's where we're headed next week is is more of this how to overcome we've just left you with a few questions at the Mm -hmm. end of these last two shows but next week we're going to really talk more about the practical steps of overcoming fear and really I think last thoughts we want to make sure that we encourage you um, with some of our favorite scriptures on this area because really when you get into the word there is a lot of power in certain scriptures when it comes to overcoming fear and so a couple of those are the first one we mentioned last week is 2 Timothy 1 7 and it says for God has not given me a spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. That is one that I use all the time with girls to really, I mean, get that one in your head and your heart. And anytime that comes up, he's not just, he's not giving me a spirit of fear. He's actually giving me three other things in place of that. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to really have that one. And the other one is First John four eighteen. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. Mm-hmm. If we are afraid, it is not for fear. Of, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. So it's the idea that his perfect love when I'm in the presence of God and when I'm experiencing how much he loves me fear has no place like Mm -hmm. it can't hang out when God's love and presence shows up and so really having those scriptures in mind so we just encourage you to take those renew your mind with those put those on cards around your house or in your car have them in your back pocket in your purse there's just a real power in the word that when we start 
to put that to work. It changes our minds and it renews them. So next week, we're going to continue this conversation of really overcoming fear. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk@mercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.